Guess who's back in the house? Heels click clacking about. Body like whoa. That's how the song goes, right? Pretty much, yeah. Cool. Hello and welcome to the Magic Wings Clubhouse, a podcast where two best friends get together and recap every episode of the Italian Magical Girl series, Winx Club. I'm Brendan, fairy of the surging sea. And I'm Tess, fairy of the rolling stones. Today, we're watching season one, episode 24, The Witch's Siege. The original Italian title is Mystery of the Lake and aired March 22nd, 2004. And the four kids dubbed title is Battle for Alfia and aired November 27th of that same year. We're back, bosses! Yeah, there's actually a uh, episode that's going to come out before this, but this is our first time recording since uh, Tess moved. A lot's happened. I now have this cats. Every month is 17 years. All right, so let's jump in. Uh, we pick off where we... Or we pick off where we left off. We pick up where we left off last week. We pick off the two main characters. Uh, Sky and Bloom are still stranded in the forest outside of scenic downtown magics, and Sky is trying to fix the hover bike. But it's a total wreck, so they're just going to need to huff it. Uh, oh, and first things first. I, from what I watched of the episode, which was all of it, um, I didn't notice any scene switching around. Because the first scene in Four Kids is exactly the same thing, except Sky says that he cannot get the power converter to fribulate. And then Bloom asks, what does that mean? And Sky responds, I actually don't know anything about bikes. But the bike is toast. <laughs> Don't worry, Sky happens to every guy once in a while. Uh, so Bloom and Sky just kind of start walking back towards the city. And then we switch to Alfia, where there are some specialists and fairies milling all around, while Farragonda, Saladin, and Coda Torta are just kind of talking about the current situation. And Farragonda wants... To re focus on faster and more efficient response. Uh, Saladin is worried that they haven't heard anything from Cloud Tower, and Coda Torta has nothing to say, so he's just standing there like a very beefy lamp. We can't lose this war. It would be tragic. That's putting it lightly, dude. <laughs> of course, and no sooner does Saladin say this than Tecna, Flora, and Musa run up. And Musa reports that there has been a distortion detected? A temporal distortion by the well! That can only mean one thing. The ring. Or is it the grudge? Who, who comes out of the well? Uh, that's the ring. The grudge is the boy in the bathtub. Fergonda, like, perks up when Musa says this. Oh, no! Um... <laughs> <laughs> um. In Four Kids, Musa says it is a Vorpal Tunnel. 
that goes snicker snack snicker snack and then goes galumphing back so Farragonda looks over at the well and in portals uh griffin with every why <laughs> why does this keep happening to me <laughs> Why indeed? Okay. So after reporting that the distortion... Uh, hearing about this distortion, Farragonda, like, pivots on one axis to now look at the well, as opposed to the rest <laughs> of the courtyard. And uh, in portals, Griffin with Stella, Brandon, and the Cloud Tower students. And Nuts here, and too. He looked terrified. He has a thousand-yard stare. Well, wouldn't you if your former employers were out to take over the world? Well, Four Kids kind of has an explanation. He's not wearing his glasses. No. Someone says that the entire group looks pretty grumpy. And Techna replies that it's Vorpal Tunnel Syndrome and it's similar to jet lag. Thanks! So, uh, Brandon goes over to, like, reconvene with some guys from Red Fountain, and Riven just kind of skulks after him with his tail between his legs, and nobody's commenting that Riven is back. And, uh, Stella regroups with the other Winks, and when Flora asks where Bloom is, Stella admits that she has no clue since Sky and Bloom stayed back to hold the line. Also, is it just me, or is Stella's mouth very small here? I haven't watched this episode since I took my notes. So very small. So small. (laughs) Um, I'll, uh, we'll post a picture to the Twitter. Yeah, to pull the curtain back even further, at this point, just come on back into the recording studio. Uh, I haven't watched this episode since I took my notes. And I took my notes Two before months we ago. I took my notes before the hiatus. <laughs> so uh, after Flora asks where Bloom is, uh, we cut back to Bloom and Sky, and they are in the middle of the Black Mud Swamp. Oh no! Bloom decides to get a little real here because she's been feeling like a burden since she doesn't have any powers. I mean, her whole world got flipped upside down in the last couple of months, so she's just going through it. She was an earth girl, now she's adopted, now she's a fairy, now she doesn't have any powers, now her whole new life is gonna explode, now she's a hot guy chatting her up, like... She caused an international incident. Uh, Sky just gives her a pep talk and they just keep walking because there's nothing else for them to do but walk and talk for this whole segment. Uh, Bloom does stop because she heard something. And, you know, of course it's just a... I just powered down in the middle of that sentence. Metaphorically. <laughs> Work's been a lot. I know what you mean. Um, and it, it's weird recapping an episode that I haven't watched for two months. Because this one's going to be a short one, I guess. 
Bloom hears something rustling in the trees, and Sky reassures her that it's probably just a squirrel. But of course, it's not a squirrel. It is Icy's crystal ball eye spider. Oh God, those things! I think they're neat. They blink with gooey administration. So we uh, go through the eye spider to the other end where the tricks are just kind of spying on Alfio, weirdly. Not on Bloom like you think they would be. But uh, Icy has decided to kind of put a kibosh on the whole drawn-out suffering kind of defeat and just said, screw it, we're going to wipe Althea from the face of the realm. I mean, good work, girls. Uh, This is when we have our commercial break. And then when we come back, uh, Farragonda is holding a meeting with Griffin Saladin, and Coda Torta is still here, even though he's just a teacher. Like, if it was, if he was, like, the vice headmaster, I'd get it, but all we know is that he's just a buff... All we know is that he's a He-Man character who works at Red Fountain. Where the fuck is Griselda? Yeah, that's my question, because if... If Coda Torta is here, Griselda should be here. Unless they didn't have enough budget to put all of their models in the same room. Wait. She's in the courtyard making sure that the boys and girls don't have any hanky-panky time. <laughs> Leave room for the great dragon. <laughs> but, uh, Miss Griselda, that means we'd have to say, like, 40 feet away. Exactly! And she, like, puts a tension rod between them and it just shoots them in the two opposite direction. (laughs) I don't know if it was lag or if you genuinely had to take a minute to visualize what I was talking about. Thump. So... Saladin, Griffin, and Farragonda have put their heads together about Bloom disappearing uh, in Sky, I guess. Uh, and Griffin raises the point that the Tricks are probably about to make a like a really grand like the Tricks are probably about to make a really big move. And no sooner does she say this than the Army of Decay reaches Alfia and starts attacking. Um, in Four Kids, there's a little talky talk about how the tricks are using magic that is not taught at Cloud Tower and uh, Coda Torta says, it sounds like you're trying to say that Icy, Darcy, and Stormy are descendants of the original Coven and I'm like, the ones that annoyed you 16 years ago? Yeah, the ones who are... The ones who are just old. And apparently, descendants from the original coven aren't allowed in any magic school. Which on one hand I get, but on the other hand that sounds a little magic racist. That is very punishing, uh, punishing somebody for the sins of the father. Um, and... I mean, okay, like, on one hand, that's, like, screwed up and discriminatory, but on the other hand, Icy is literally, like, Wizard Satan, so... And on the third hand, the original Coven died out, like, 16 years ago, so... 
Yeah, they were just three really old biddies. And, um, it is outright stated that the girls, Icy Darcy and Stormy, claimed that they were from the realm of Moran and forged documents to get into Cloud Tower. Interesting. I kind of like that addition because Four Kids is making an attempt to sort of deepen the plot. So I can appreciate that. I like the forged documents angle. Um, do you know what I realized they're trying to do with Winx Club? Hmm. They're taking a show that is already a teen drama, but they're trying to do a teen drama as a fantasy YA novel at the same time. And put some fun comedy in it because they wanted to make it a dramedy. But then they wanted to have fantasy and art, so they made it a dramedy fart. (laughs) (laughs) We have some uncomfortable energy in the studio tonight. Oh, um, no, before we... Okay, um, so, uh, the Army of Decay starts attacking Althea again, and, uh, nobody... Okay, strike that. Everybody is transformed except for Flora Muse and Tecna because we need to squeeze some stock footage out of them. I mean, uh-huh. um, Flora gets dive bombed, and that's when they decide to suit up. And Tecna makes some distressing noises. <laughs> that's the noise she makes. That is the noise that I promise Tecna you, Brendan. Makes. That's the noise she makes. What did they? What? What voice direction was she given? Well, I mean, oh, none. Okay, okay. So, you have just run to the battlefield, and you're out of breath, okay? Go. <laughs> okay, break for lunch. <laughs> okay, um, you kind of sound like you lost your inhaler, but it would cause too much money to re-record that line, so we're just going to use that take. No, I really need my inhaler. That's fine. <laughs> and that's why she was recast in season two. So the transformation song does keep playing after they transform as like battle background music. And it's pretty cool. Yeah. But we've painted ourselves into a weave. The writers painted themselves into a corner with this whole, um, the monsters reform every time they're destroyed thing that keeps happening. I guess it's so they can stretch this out over however many episodes they need, but it does make all of the fight scenes pretty boring, so we're just gonna go back to Bloom and Sky. Um, oh, real quick, there is a Pocahontas fairy, and another fairy that looks like she's just wearing a bra. <sighs> like, not even a bra, just two cups over her- she has a sea cell bra on. Just a pair of coconuts. Bloom and Sky are sitting around a campfire singing a C-A-M-P-F-I-R-E-S-O-N-G song. And Bloom is still uh, kind of torn up about the fact that she's basically a bag of cement at this point. Uh, 
See, Bloom? You made a fire! You still have your powers! Sky, I just rubbed two sticks together. I learned how to do this in Girl Scouts. Also, I should point out that they're still wearing their Robocop suits. Yeah. They don't- well, I mean, armor? Well, yeah, but I thought they were flight suits tied to the bike, so when the bike broke down, shouldn't they have, like, gone away? Armor. So Sky Sky tells Bloom that she's still valuable even without her powers, and then they lay down to sleep in their Robocop <laughs> suits while the fire is still going. Um, and the way that the uh, fire is angled when Bloom lays down, it looks like her crotch is on fire. <laughs> fire crotch. Um, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I also like that Bloom just kind of curls up like a cat to sleep. <laughs> so, uh, we go back to Elfia at this hopeless carnage. Um, so highlights from this, uh, fight, uh, Brandon and Riven team up. Kiko is here and, uh, for no reason. Timmy has a lightsaber? Put that down, you hurt yourself. Uh, Timmy almost gets at. Techna saves him. Griffin and Farragonda get a really good back-to-back badass moment where they just, like, shoot this, like, some sort of area of effect spell centered on them that, like, covers the whole school, but it doesn't really work. So that's all that's going on at Alfia. Oh, uh, back- I have, I have, I have, I have, mm, I have. <laughs> I have some highlights from my watching of the thing. Well, first of all, during the camp scene, uh, the Furby owl that is watching over them has three eyes. Well, yeah, it's a magic owl. Just wanted to point that out. Um, Magic <laughs> or no magic, let's owl? see what he does against this. And then Brandon just pulls out a double-ended light bow. B.O. Bow staff. A Darth Maul. A Darth Maul. And then he slashes the monster, and then Riven comes out of nowhere and just kicks the head off, which I thought was really cool. Uh, Kiko made a noise similar to him being slightly annoyed about being swooped at by a monster hawk. Tecna pulled a you stop that on a manta ray that picked her up and scooped her off the ground. And Timmy's aim is only slightly better than a stormtrooper. You stop that. (laughs) She said, hey, cut it out. Then she pulled her wings out and sliced the thing in half. Uh, Sky and Bloom wake up in the woods sometime later. In Four Kids, Sky says that they slept for probably a couple hours. Yeah, I was going to say that the time scale in this episode seems really weird. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I just watched this episode. I don't know how much time has passed or anything. It, it, we're just kind of here. Going with it. Sky and Bloom just kind of start hiking past some Pokemon looking animals. As it does. And uh, Bloom hears Daphne's voice calling for her, but does not seem to realize that it's Daphne. I mean, work? I mean, if my older sister was a ghost, 
and had revealed herself to be a ghost. And I thought I'd moved her on when I went to my family's, like, wrecked Anastasia castle. And now she's calling my name while I'm wandering through the woods. I'd take notice. Then we cut to Althea after this latest attack. Uh, Griffin says that the tricks are just playing cat and mouse with them. They're just going to bat them around a little bit till they bite their head off. And the only way to stop this war is to confront the tricks directly, which, thank you, Griffin, I'm sure we couldn't have figured that out on our own. The professors murder some teenagers. Do 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 do. I was about to say, always sunny title card? <laughs> so, uh, down in the courtyard, Brandon and Stella are sitting at the magic well, and they're just kind of talking about current events, and it's actually really cute. Isn't it? And uh, something I something I really liked here is that Brandon says he's there with Stella instead of there for Stella. And I really like that distinction. I dig guys who can show their emotions and understand that women are equal. He also asks forgiveness for the Sky Brandon thing. And I think this is the seventh time they've resolved this. <laughs> My parents are the king and queen. I don't have a good handle on relationships anyway. Not not that, but you know what I mean. Well, Stella takes him by the hand. Solar Man, take me by the hand. Um, Stella takes Brandon by the hand. And says that she does not care that he isn't a prince because... Because her parents are nobles and it doesn't change the fact that their marriage is over. And I'm glad we're at the point where Stella can casually say stuff like that look my parents are king and queen of solaria and they hate each other so they're interrupted by flora musa and tecna who are teasing them about being a lovey-dovey and my notes aren't scrolling down oh no i've gone cross-eyed <laughs> oh no oh, no yes I'm so ashamed. Did you not finish your notes? No. Apparently I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Oh, um, I, I have like a few last things here. Uh, Stella responds to uh, the teasing by conjuring a pillow and whapping it across Musa's face. And then after this moment of brief levity, Stella admits that she's still afraid for Bloom. Uh, Timmy and Riven join in, and uh, Timmy informs the uh, Winks that Farragonda wants to see all of them plus the um, three specialists accounted for. <laughs> um, the three headmasters and Coda Torta, again, why is he here? in a position of leadership, and Griselda is not, uh, assemble the students of all three schools, and uh, Farragonda says that the only way they can really win is if all three schools combine forces. No duh. 
Griffin says that since the tricks are powered entirely by ego and hatred, they'll underestimate how strong the schools are as a group, even though they are a coven, so they have a very base understanding of teamwork, at least. And that is where my notes cut off, uh, reminding myself that the timestamp I was at was 13.51. You're missing like five minutes. Okay. Here's the rest of what I have. Because, again, I tend to go on, plan on you having the better notes. Uh, sorry, listeners. Okay. So, at some, at Stella mentioning that Bloom, they can't, still can't find her. And I just noticed they've been able to run locator spells all season and now they can't use one? No, because it would be convenient. <laughs> they have to milk it for drama. Let's see here. Kiko, get the hell inside. That must have been when Kiko dug... Come, came, that was when Kiko came out of his hole that he buried himself into when being attacked by the hawk. And he's still outside for some reason. Um. Good heavens, what are you, 80 years old? That was a bloom moment. There were a lot of very bad screams this episode. Do you want to just watch the last five minutes and then we'll do a rundown? Because my last two notes for uh, Cinelume are Spirit Bomb and Holy <laughs> Fuss. <laughs> okay. She had these two big sticks, kept whirling them around. Yeah, the the skies over Althea are full of monsters. Sky and Brandon, Sky and Bloom are still wandering in the woods because it's been 5,000 years. But, you know, and the sky is full of monsters there, too. But, you know, couldn't you just follow the swarm of monsters to Althea? That's a good idea. But they're under the cover of the foliage. They can't look up. Uh, Bloom uh, wanders off to go to Ra uh, Lake Rocaluche, uh because I guess they're they're close by to that. Uh, Daphne's at the bottom of it, and and then she finds a swan that turns into a human under the light of the full moon. <laughs> I can't remember a single line from the Swan Princess. Um, but what made me pause and laugh is that when, uh, Sky says, if I don't see you in two hours, I'm coming to look for you, she just gives him a look, does not say anything, and walks away. I mean, wouldn't you? Side note, Bloom calls Sky Brandon in this scene in Rye? It's... Uh, so then we cut back to Magics, and this is now just a, um, watch it. Now I'm just doing this, like, um... Chris Sims style, I guess. Where uh, Riven tries to... God, these bugs are gross. Uh, Riven... Are they? Riven slices a monster in half. Timmy has a sword again. I don't know who gave him that. There's you just... are an archer. You don't need daggers. See, this is why I'm not crazy about the end of this season, because there is not a lot going on. It's a lot of fight scenes. A lot of the same fight scene. Yeah, a lot of the same fight scene with the same stakes and the same results. 
Uh, so the monsters disintegrate. They go away. They come back. Though I would like to note that one of those big headless brute ones does King Kong its way up one of Alpheus towers and like smash it down. That's pretty rad. And Farragon is like, oh, fuss. There's no dialogue here. It's all just, err. <laughs> okay, so Griffin and Farragonda put up a magic dome. And I guess it's like, everybody combine your powers and we'll make these monsters melt. So everybody makes struggle noises. Yeah, um, this is a spirit bomb. Also, in Four Kids, they never mentioned this. Until now. And you know what? This this time it actually works. Is it just like straight up vaporizes all of those monsters? Okay, and back at Cloud Tower. The the girls are mad. Finally, somebody f***ing speaks. <laughs> uh, so Icy has decided that it's just finally time to take direct action, and the tricks are going to go in person to unleash the power of the dragon flame on Althea. Finally. Back with Bloom. Oh no, Sky. Oh, right. Oh, this scene was cool and really should have ended the episode. So Sky has finally reached Scenic Downtown Magics. And it's like a Buzz. fallout level. Like, the place is totally abandoned. But you see, like, there are little bits of faces in goo trapped like Mount Vesuvius. Oh, wait, is that what that... Oh, no! This is good, effective, and creepy. I know! And then we see Bloom swimming with blue jeans on. Oh, where are her shoes? <laughs> yeah, she just straight up does not have shoes. And then she wanders into the marsh yelling for Daphne. She's gonna get a parasite. She's in flared jeans. Wading oh. through a swamp, screaming her dead sister's name. Wait. She's decided to become a swamp hag. She did it. She's gone crazy. Okay, so this is a very short and sloppy episode. We are severely out of the groove. We're out of the groove. Half of the episode was fight scenes. But the good news is we're two episodes away from the end of the show. End of the show? End of the season. No, the end of the show comes in season three, and then in season five. See, here's the thing. From what I understand, season four is actually really good, and serves as, like, a really good, like, post-season. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. Like... If season four was the epilogue of Winx Club, it would be really good. However, it's printing money now. And season nine has been announced. Oh, thank God. And Fate the Winx Saga will happen. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't... 
I don't really know how that's going due to coronavirus. Because, like... Brendan, no, we'll get demonetized. Coronavirus! From what I'm aware of, principal photography was over. And I don't know a whole lot about production timelines, but I do know that after principal photography is when you start doing all of the editing and, like, voiceover for scenes where the audio wasn't captured right and stuff like that. So it is potentially possible to have Fate the Wink Saga debut sometime in, like, early to mid-2021. Honestly, I wouldn't count on it until, like, late 21, early 22. See, that's the other thing, is because Fate the Wink Saga is a niche product, it's like they're shooting for the first season of a property based on a children's show, so there's not as big of a following as you would get for other Netflix originals, like... Like, people are on top of the behind-the-scenes of The Witcher because it's such a popular property that they have people who are, like, keeping tabs on, like, where production is in the timeline. Do you know what I mean? Right. But for the, for Fate, we can't really go off of anything. There's not even, like, an official Twitter. And probably because it's too early in the production point for it to have, like, even a teaser put together. Do you know what I mean? Right. Okay, so, um, best, worst, and MVP. Everyone, I'm real sorry that the last episode was our usual funny good times, and this one is just a pile of hot, uh, hot marinara garbage. But it is, um, Ooh. it is 8 p.m. I've been having a very stressful time at work. And I'm ready to be over with this call so I can just talk to my best friend like a normal human being. Um, <laughs> I'm your familiar at this point. Okay. Best moment. Spirit bomb. <laughs> yes. Worst moment. Why does Bloom not have shoes? Bloom swimming while in blue jeans. Also, I'm sick and tired of the exact same fight scene happening over and over and over again. That too. MVP. The headmistresses. Yeah. Yeah. We love you. We'll see you next episode. Wop. Witch and Pixie. Ah! Witch and Pixie? More like wasted ass potential. (laughs) Oh no, I've turned into the cackling bearded dragon gif. Okay. I'm on Twitter at Sonata Waves. I'm not spelling it out this time. I'm at Poggy Slice. Don't email me. Show at Magic Winks Pod. Email magicwinksclubhouse at gmail.com. <laughs> Rate us five stars on iTunes, please. Even though we're really messy right now, please. <laughs> please rate us five stars, my love. Papa, Papa, will you leave me a five star rating, Papa? Hello? Can you give Miss- me five star waiting? <laughs> Mr. Obama? Mr. Obama? <laughs> <laughs>
Oh my god. Join us next week. Next, next uh, episode. Next episode's the ultimate challenge, and I think we've actually fallen apart. <laughs> oh god. I hate you. Oh, maybe fucking a churned let me dip. <laughs> <laughs> cut the episode right there after that noise There's and go right to the credits open your eyes open your mind we are the wings wings if your hand is holding mine we can fly through space and time and together we'll be surfer winners wings we're just like pen and tan you light up our world we'll fly the moon race can you give me like two seconds? Because I said gooey administration. I don't know what I was trying to say there, but... <laughs> <laughs>